I think when you are in uni in London, you can get lost at a lot of people. That's what though they want to focus on. Is like that's where the jobs are, but it's realistically, it's not like the jobs are anywhere. Welcome to Careers in Fashion. to London College of Fashion Careers in Fashion, the podcast series that supports you, our students and graduates. I'm Claire Tristram, I'm Head of Business Development for Graduate Futures. This episode, the LCF Graduate Futures team, in collaboration with UAL Careers and Employability, catch up with three lovely LCF alumni about their career path so far. Hello everyone, uh, I'm Leela Duffy-Tetzlaff and I'm the Graduate Support Specialist for London College of Fashion as part of the Graduate Support Hub at UAL. Um, our team and our department um, is here to help you as we understand that graduate journeys are very hard to navigate and we want to help you figure out what you want to do, what it's like after graduation and uh, help you along the way. We will explore what life is like after graduation what skills current students and graduates should look to develop and try and figure out where to begin your career journey once you leave uni. Okay, so welcome everybody um, and let's kick off. Um, Elle, can I put you on the spot? Do you want to tell me or tell our audience today a little bit about yourself? You know, what did you study? You know, when did you graduate? The role that you're in now and, and how did you get there? Cool. Um, my name's Ellie Louise Bins. I studied creative direction for fashion at LCF and I graduated in 2019, I think it was, which feels like ages ago now because it's been like two years of a pandemic. Um, and I actually, right now I'm a creative manager for a digital marketing agency, which I kind of um fell into the position because uh basically my friends went on a night out and met someone who was a digital marketing manager and they just said to my friends recently graduated she's great um can we take your number so he took their num they took his number and I messaged him and said like I've researched who you are like I've looked up at your business and the company that I work for is called Eighth Dial and we were used we were originally based in Shoreditch on Shoreditch High Street, but because of the pandemic, we're, we are all remote now and we're based all over the country. Um, one girl's actually moving to Paris, um, so there's like, just, there's a few of us, but we're all remote. But so I messaged him, I asked to meet with him for a coffee, and I just took like a kind of portfolio, but a not portfolio of all my like final year stuff from LCF and anything else that I'd done in my own time and any projects that I thought he would really like appreciate to see and what I was proud of and just took a little pdf on my laptop and showed him that while I was talking to him and he was like this is great um do you want to start doing two days a week with me so <laughs> and he was also a scouser so like I met him in London and he was like I want to hire you because you're a scouser and I was like all right <laughs> <laughs> keep it in the family <laughs> basically I just I wasn't like ready for a job interview I'd literally just um, finished my degree but because of all that work that I'd had I'd kept it all in one place and I just put it all together in a little pdf and it was mostly my final major project and I think it's best to show something that you've obviously really invested yourself in and been passionate about that you can and to be honest like the job that I'm in now I don't do much of that stuff but because I've shown an interest and just because I'd shown that I really wanted to do something 
uh, he took me on. And so, yeah, I've worked for eight thousand two years actually this month. And we have a numerous amount of clients who work with Beavertown Brewery. Um, we have a wine company, a wine vineyard. We sell, we work with handbag brands. Like it's a range. It's not just one type. And we do a lot of different things. So we build sites. We do SEO and CRM. Um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. But it's nice to go into a smaller brand. I think, because um, then you get you get more experience of doing different things. And I still don't know what I want to do. Like when I'm older. So I'm still learning loads of different things. Like when I've, whilst I've been in this role, I've built websites, I've designed websites, I've run social media accounts, we design emails, we work with email like CRM and flows and stuff and customer retention and customer journey. So I think if there's any ever ever an opportunity to work with a smaller client, take it because you'll be able to progress further or learn more you'll have more opportunities but that is me and my job at the minute <laughs> sorry that was really long no it was great really interesting you make it sound so easy just fell into it but actually you know the whole um it takes a lot of confidence to actually yeah. approach somebody then actually follow up and message somebody and you know meet for a coffee um and what was interesting you'd actually done a bit of research as well i think that's really important when you're going out and approaching people I think what was important as well is it's so hard when you're looking online for so many different jobs and you're just writing letters and no one can really gauge who you are through an email or a letter. So again, if you haven't got an opportunity to meet someone or like networking events or anything, just go to them because no one ever can really gauge who you are through it, like an electronic email, but they can fully get who you are from meeting them in person. So always try and offer them to go for a coffee or just a chat never like it doesn't have to be formal, but yeah. I think that's a good point. How do you how do you how do you see that kind of happening now when we're all sort of online and via via Zoom? Is it just as easy to kind of have those um, virtual coffees? Um, I think it's obviously difficult to do. I think it's really difficult to connect with someone over a Zoom call. Like I've just finished a master's degree as well in the past year um, during lockdown. And obviously, all, I had to meet with all my interview participants over Zoom, people I'd never met or anything. So you've just, you just got to be like extra welcoming and like, yeah, just, it is hard, but you can, it, that's the, the positive thing out of this is you can meet with someone on the other side of the world and you can work with someone on the other side of the world. So um, one of the girls that I went with for my dissertation, she was in Chicago. We still had an opportunity to meet over Zoom because everyone's so used to using these platforms now it's normal so it is hard but it's, there's a positive out of that as well that's really interesting thank you i'm gonna we could delve really deep into all of this straight away but i'm conscious that we we need to do more intros to the rest of our lovely panel um so i'm gonna move on to uh, clara clara hi yeah i'm clara finnegan and i studied um fashion media practice and criticism at lcf uh, which at the time was an integrated masters so i spent four years there and then during that time i um like co-founded a collective called feminist internet and through that kind of worked with different arts institutions on events and then eventually i did a podcast series in my final year which gave me a lot of experience in kind of making content and community building. Which So I eventually got a job. Well, I actually got offered the job on my graduation day, which was pretty crazy. 
Um, yeah, I had to be like, oh, oh, that's amazing, but uh, I'm going to have to call you back because, like, I'm I'm drinking champagne right now and I'm with my family, <laughs> so I'll speak to you tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so I accepted a job at a creative events company called Glug Events. Um, I had a community manager through that which is all about kind of setting up different event chapters around the world. So I kind of, again, uh, you were touching on, like, you can really make relationships with anyone all over the world. And that's the kind of beauty of working today in technology and everything. So, you know, set up event chapters in Pakistan and Tokyo and America, kind of made a real network with people all around the world and working in design. And then I quit that job to move to Glasgow and then a pandemic happened and ensued a period of unemployment, uh, crisis on my career, um, but eventually made my way back. And I'm now working um, for If You Could Jobs, which is a creative jobs platform. It's a sister site to It's Nice That, which is a big design publication. Um, and I work as a project and community manager which is a really great, broad, varied role from content to kind of customer relations and relationship building um, and kind of project management. So sort of really uh, running the show, which is great and really enjoying that, learning a lot. And um, as was said before as well, it's really great to work for a, a smaller company because, you know, you get there's so many more mentorship opportunities, so much more opportunity to broaden your skill set and really do as much as you can and also much easier to make a difference and influence that company and and like see see areas of improvement and really like you know set that up so <clears throat> it's been really brilliant and that's, that's me re really interesting and one thing I'd just like to ask um before we move on to our third panelist is just that sort of period when you're in Glasgow and the pandemic hit and sounds quite challenging you know what advice would you give to to students and graduates that perhaps are in that position at the moment in terms of being unemployed I would try and keep keep the faith I think it can really cause a crisis of confidence most of all and I think it's trying to be practically minded and think right I'm in this situation it's not a reflection of my ability or um, my value but it's just circumstantial and and I can do things to make a difference so I learned new skills I, I did a project management course on LinkedIn which eventually really helped me get this job in project management um, so it's looking for ways that you've got this bit of time things aren't going super well but make the best of it and and try not to take it personally and just back yourself because I think if there's anything I've learned so far is that you're way more valuable than than you realize and just you gotta you gotta have confidence in yourself and, and project that to the people that you work with because it makes all the difference. Brilliant thank you that's great um, and finally um, Jade, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience today? Yes, hello, hi, my name is Jade McSorley and I studied MA Fashion Futures in which I graduated I think 2009, 2020, I actually can't remember that everything's blurring into one. Um, my, my journey was a little bit different to the other girls, um, I actually worked in industry for for um, 
10 years before I went back to education I was actually modeling um for yeah for 10 years as a working model I was traveling which was very unexpected for me my career path has definitely not went down the kind of what I thought was going to happen I thought I'd kind of do my BA and then get into journalism and that never happened so at 30 I went back to education to do fashion futures because I I was working in an industry that I didn't I was losing a lot of respect for let's put it mildly um, and I could see things changing and I wanted to do adapt with it so fashion futures at LCF was brilliant and kind of um you know diving deep and speculating and debating different ways that the, the fashion industry could could change um and when I finished that I had a bit of a panic because I was kind of did a course which was kind of creating roles of the future and those those roles didn't really exist at the at the time um so I kind of had to create my own role essentially which was quite daunting and scary and I started um my own startup which is Lonehood which is a fashion rental app um but in the meantime because I still needed to pay bills and I still wanted to learn and I still wanted to put kind of what I'd done with in my um, MA to use I actually got a job at the fashion innovation agency at London College of Fashion which was brilliant and it kind of really coincided with with what I was wanted to do with the startup as well um which is kind of I mean I'm sure we'll talk about but a bit of advice like you know to try and go down something that might not be what you would expect to go down but actually it has a real benefit into where you see yourself going in the future and the FIA were, were brilliant for kind of helping me and so supportive. And I've just finished that um, to focus on Lonehood and to start my PhD. Um, but yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Sorry, I could go on, but um, we've got time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's great in terms of introductions. Um, really, really nice to have you all here today. Um, gosh, they've got a million and one questions in my head already. Um, I suppose. Let's, let's start with Jade. What was that like in terms of sort of the, the, the time out, you know, um, working in industry and going back to, to education, how that's shaped your career? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I was quite academic um, at school and at university. I always actually thought I would do more, you know, academic stuff. But then with the, the modelling kind of came really unexpectedly. And I kind of thought, you know what, let's just go for it. If, if it doesn't work out, then I can go back to university or, you know, I can think about something else. But actually, it was like, uh, this is really cheesy, sorry, but like the university of life. <laughs> it was kind of like, you know, university, you learn so much and it's really like, it's a real like luxury to dive deep into these like projects that you really are interested in. But then suddenly you're in the real world. And it's like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to like apply what I've learned? And actually working in industry um, even in, a, in an unexpected role, really kind of, I could see the industry from the inside. Um, mm -hmm. And that kind of really like, you know, stepping back kind of really paved the way of like, okay, what, it, what is it that I really want to focus on? Um, which is why I went back to do my master's in fashion futures, which looked like, like sustainability and the future of fashion. Like it's finding like, you know, 
somebody told me this the other day about like a J Japanese philosophy, like ikigai, and it's like translate to like the reason for getting up in the morning. And like, I think, you know, that journey really helped me to find that, what, you know, and that's why I went back into education at 30. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really, really interesting story. And I love, what's that ikigai? Ikigai. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Somebody might tell me it's wrong. But yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, the, what gets you up in the morning? What is it that you're passionate about? And it, and it takes a while, like, to find it. Like, and you, I don't think you're ever going to find it. Well, I don't think I would have found it in my, like, when 18, when I went to university for the first time. So you need to trial and error things, I think. I love that. Yeah, you trial and error and you learn from your mistakes. And and what's interesting as well is that you, you wanted to create your, your role. And, and that's quite a brave, brave step to take. You know, the, everything's changing so quickly at the moment. And I think it's really daunting for everybody trying to kind of, there's no career path anymore. You don't, you know, just finish uni and then you work yourself up on this career ladder. That doesn't seem to be the way that it's going these days you know, with sustainability um, and social justice and these things that really we, people are very passionate about. You see everybody creating their own stance within things like, this is what I'm passionate about and this is what I want to do and these are the gaps that I want to fill because the traditional systems don't seem to be working. It's trying to like have that bravery, I guess, to kind of go out there and say, no, you know, you, this is what the industry needs and I'm going to be the person that's going to go and attack it but yeah it's it's exciting but it's quite it is quite scary and you can't do it on your own for 100% you need like other people like like-minded and just kind of build that network around you can support you. That's a great piece of advice in terms of sort of bravery and, and relying on those connections and those networks. Elle how how important have those networks been to to you in your career? so like so important because I was in London like I feel like having a close-knit community of friends and family in London is really important but I was in London and my my whole family were in Liverpool and all the way through uni I had this like idea of me had that I had to stay in London to have a, like to get a good job and um towards the end of like the fourth year of living in London I was just like really down and I wasn't in a good place and I was like I really want to go home but I'm so scared that I won't get a job I know the pandemic was terrible but thankfully because of the pandemic you can work from anywhere now so um getting to come home and work in the city that I love Liverpool but still keep my job and having to be with like my mum and my family around me and my friends and it was just so important and then when I got here I just decided that I was going to do an MA as well so having me mum being able to be like supported by my family in that sense and my friends kept me going all the way through that because I was just like I'm going to quit I'm going to quit because <laughs> it's so tough to do an MA as well as work. Kim. The connections and the family yeah. is important yeah. to you yeah mm -hmm. but also important to to not be so London centric. Yeah so I think when you are in London and you're in uni in London you can get lost at a lot of people that's what though they want to focus on is like that's where the jobs are but it's realistically it's not like the jobs are anywhere and especially same as what Jay was saying she made her role like you can make that anywhere if you want something to work you'll make it work brilliant Clara does that resonate with you because you talked about moving up to Glasgow yeah definitely I mean I would say it was it was quite challenging moving to Glasgow and trying to find a creative job during that time it's not easy there aren't the same amount of of kind of creative jobs as there are in London 
But I think, as Elle was saying, there's so much more opportunity to kind of start your own thing now. It's it's never been easier. And I think we're going to be seeing that more and more people starting their own startups, companies, brands, communities, and especially with the effects of the pandemic, there's going to hopefully be more kind of investment and more conversation around decentralized kind of creative communities and and not everything being so London centric and that, you know, you can work from anywhere and you can create creative communities or companies or brands that you've seen in London and, and bring it to a different city because the demand is there. You just got to be kind of gregarious and and have the nerve to do it. I think what what I always think is like, you know, you look at people doing amazing things and you think, well, I could do that. And it's like, yeah, but you're not doing it. So do it. Like if you want to be that person, then make it happen. Um, obviously, there's many obstacles around actually the reality of making something happen. But the the goodness is in the attempt. So you're inspiring me. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> but you make it sound so easy. And I suppose can I put you on the spot and just say a couple? You mentioned those obstacles. Are there any couple of pieces of advice you could you could give our audience today in terms of you know making it? What what have you learned as part of your journey? I think it's important to like be real here and like there are there is a lot of privilege that runs around LCF and money can be a really big obstacle especially with unpaid internships they're not as as rife as they were when when I was studying I'd like to think there's less of them now there's more kickstarter schemes so there's more of an impetus I think to stand out on your CV you have to create your own thing which at the end of the day involves more unpaid labor. So that I think that is a real obstacle and I'm not sure I have the um, <laughs> the answer there. I guess it's just really working hard and like have, get a part-time job and, and whether that's working in a bar or a cafe and you just, just work damn hard, like make yeah. the most of where you are. And also if you can, have fun because that's where you make the connections and yeah. making friends is making a network and you, you don't realize that you've made a great connection when you met that person um at a gig on a Thursday night but you've added them on Instagram and two years later you're like oh that's interesting let's work together um so I would say get yourself a job <laughs> easier said than done <laughs> Uh, well no there's so many hospitality jobs out there I think like it's it's easy to kind of get get a bit of a money job and just try and invest in yourself look to opportunity paid internship opportunities that are more of those going around now you don't have to just do an unpaid internship whether that's through arts jobs or LCF careers or if you could jobs like know your jobs platforms go on the dots like there's lots of people wanting to make things wanting to collaborate yeah I just want to say like I made it sound dead easy but (laughs) um don't be dumbed down if you don't get the jobs that you apply for because literally I applied for so many jobs and like every time it was no 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 and like you do especially with creative jobs they expect you to do this whole thing to show them so you do a whole, basically a whole new portfolio just for them and then it's a no. Um, but don't 
take that as a negative, take it as a positive, because all that stuff that I've made is always in like the portfolio or on my website that I carry forward now. Um, but I did only work two days for my my company for the first like few months, and I worked at Next on like on the side, like to get me rent money. Don't like feel so negatively about yourself if you're not getting a full time job straight away. Like if you're dipping your foot in, that's good enough. And if you're doing your own thing on the side, it's just working in a bar, that's good enough. Like you've got so many years ahead of you. Don't feel like you have to rush into a, an amazing job straight away. And like Clara was saying, money is sometimes an issue in when you're at uni. And I couldn't actually afford to do an unpaid internship while I was at uni because I had to pay me rent and didn't have spare money. So I just worked in next all the way through uni. So it is hard to come out and have and see that jobs want experience and you haven't got it. So like I said, just don't dumb yourself down if you're not getting things straight away. Yeah, um, I, I had uh, so many tears, like tears, panic, everything. I actually saw like a whole spreadsheet the other day that I'd done about trying to find jobs and I'd put all the jobs down, who I was applying to, who had responded, who had said no, like, and there was, there was a lot of like no's and especially like if you're coming to education when you're older and you know you you've got a lot of bills to pay and stuff and stuff like that in London it's it was really like I had moments where I was like why the hell have I even done this I'm so such such an idiot but there's there'll be one person that'll see something in you and I'll just add just quickly add to it you know I would say yes to as many things as you can because you don't know like I come from Middlesbrough which is like you know you feel like there's not a lot of opportunity in Middlesbrough and it's like you know you're I was struggling for cash I worked in a vintage shop um but when somebody came to me and said oh yeah you should sign up to this modeling agency kind of laughed in their face because it was like really I felt like really embarrassed like I'm not good enough I'm not thingy but actually just saying yes to anything whatever it is um and having the confidence in yourself to kind of put yourself out there and say actually no I could do it leads to could lead to something else um so just say yes 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 great advice that's always what I was trying to remind myself of and advice that I was giving throughout uni as well was like just say yes to everything like just try everything if you don't like it at least you know that's not for you and try something different um it's all the things I said no to that I now look back on and regret like not going to that lecture that I couldn't be bothered to wake up for you know you don't you don't realize that you're 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 paying for those lectures so go to them (laughs) and that's what I would say yeah so yeah I I think we're all like a bit self-deprecating as well we're all like you know (laughs) you don't have the confidence because it's like you know oh no I'm just a student or I don't have the experience in this or no I'm not good enough to do that or and that like actually no like just do it because you could add some your kind of like youth and your you know your excitement for something can really add to that kind of business that might be super established as well but they might be set in their ways and maybe you give them a fresh perspective but yeah I think to just have own your own confidence um, and put yourself forward for stuff. That's great thank you and just a reminder to anybody that's listening to this podcast now and there should be in a lecture get yourself to that lecture. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah it's really interesting to hear um what you've been going through and honestly I'm sure the people listening are thinking I'm not the only one thank you so um following on from sort of talking about working for smaller brands and companies and where you're able to sort of feel the difference and see how you've made a difference in a smaller team what would you say has been one of the most sort of memorable achievements in your career um anything that's uh, sort of a memorable part of your career so far um you know after after my ma i was having this massive panic and didn't know what to do and needed to you know find a job somewhere and actually I saw the job coming up for the fashion innovation agency but it was an admin role and you know safe to say and I'd say it to the team I was like oh I don't really want to do admin like it doesn't feel I don't want to do that um but however um I the, it, obviously the fashion innovation agency their projects were so interesting so it was more I wanted to be involved in that I just wanted a foot in the door to be honest so I went and applied and I got the admin role job and what I found was is I actually you know when you're in this smaller team there's like they're so supportive and there's chance for you to flourish in like certain ways and put your own skills to something um and you end up kind of creating a job role for yourself outside of the admin and yeah and, and and I think there wasn't this particular thing that I really you know that happened during that time I think all of it was really like interesting and I was learning so much but actually getting involved in the projects and make it put my own stamp in it and not just you know just doing the admin, like just kind of growing with the projects myself really led to me kind of thinking, actually, no, I can like use what I've got into my own business. I can start my PhD. It's like little stepping stones going forward. I think um, a lot of people do um, do a sidestep, um, not wanting to go into admin because it can feel really lacking in creativity. But yeah. as long as you're exposed to the right environments and the right people. And um, I always try and tell people, like, if you're the admin person, that means that whoever you're working for is able to actually um, dedicate their mind power to these projects and you become their angel in the team because it means that they don't have to do it so you, you're part of the the whole cog in this team and um, without you they would they, they would really struggle no, but you're right it's like you do see everything you see everything that's going on and then you kind of you know the admin opens up a door I think is good so don't think like a role isn't right for you because of its title like you make it what you, your own yeah I think I remember coming home from this one day and coming back to my housemates and being like that was the best day of my career so far so I've got a very specific day where it was when I was making a podcast with my collective feminist internet and Somerset House and we did an episode about um, queer nightlife and spaces and it's an even more poignant topic now because nightlife is even more under threat because of COVID and these important spaces are being even more marginalised but at the time yeah I got the opportunity to interview Amy LeMay who's a, the Night Czar of London and a Radio 6 DJ about nightlife in London and just spoke to some really amazing people who've made like iconic queer spaces like Gaze the Word Bookshop and it just felt like I was telling a really important story and kind of um, bringing together yeah a really important topic that people really need to know about and learn about and and I got to be in the room and be a part of that so it felt 
like a really um really great moment for me yeah and and i would say that lcf was really instrumental to that and ual overall because they have supported feminist internet from the beginning and um that was like a really amazing part of being a part of that university and also just that that the way that LCF encouraged you to have a really multidisciplinary approach to everything that you did. So it wasn't just looking at fashion, it was looking at all aspects of culture, whether that be design, music, film. And that kind of really opened up my mind to so many different me forms of media, which took me to podcasting, which took me to gender studies or design, and now means I'm I'm doing what I'm doing. So yeah that sounds really lovely and the fact that you've been able to sort of talk to those people and I really liked what you said about like telling that story you've provided that platform for other people um and get to spread their word as well um, yeah it's another point on the admin thing is like maybe I was having more of an admin role and I was interviewing them and I, there was that kind of creative aspect to it but something I've always really enjoyed is that idea of being a facilitator like you facilitate spaces and conversations and admin which is something that a lot of people start off with when they start their career, that that is so much a part of it. I think we were talking about before working with smaller companies, you get to see like how, how you can make a difference more or you get to see your impact more. And there's one brand that we work for and they were just a little, they were a startup skincare brand in Ireland by me offering them and like my whole team offering them like different things that we, we do. Like just seeing that brand transform into what it is right now and I'm not a photographer, but I can take images. And I like, and like as a company, we offered to take over that stuff as well. To so to like see that content live and like see them getting into like bigger spaces as well is really like rewarding. I think it's come a long way. So working with a startup and to like watch it grow is quite a big thing. Gosh, gosh, there's so many things that's going through my head. It's, it's been it's been really, really interesting to hear. What I'm hearing is sort of that trial and error. You're you're you know you're you're learning as you're going, and you're learning from your mistakes, and you're you're building your your skills, and you're learning about yourself. I suppose I'm just wondering if there's any other sort of skill set students and graduates maybe should look to develop as as they're sort of being embarking on, on their career is there anything you're as you're you're noticing from from the industry that industry are um are looking for from from the sort of next generation of of creative talent oh well i would say just a base of what we were chatting about today when you're doing your studies it's it, sometimes you can be very like insular and sometimes it's quite lonely I, I know when i've studied i haven't really i've just been so focused on what i'm doing um and then you get out into the world and then you realize like you don't have any communication skills of like <laughs> you know talking to people and talking to your peers talking about what you've done like how you can help just being like an a human being in the <laughs> workplace is like a massive skill to have um because at the end of the day people just want to work with nice people yeah and you can stuff. learn all the other technical stuff that like you can learn to do things like anything technical you can learn to do but being able to talk to people and tell them who you are and yeah I think that's the most important thing mm. yeah because even like during LCF like when you'd have to like present your ideas to the class or like have a crit and actually those experiences of getting up in front of everyone and talking about your work giving feedback to other people that is such important skills 
because you know how you present yourself how you communicate your ideas your skills who you are you know that's so vital to get a job or make connections with anyone so I wouldn't underestimate those kind of more soft skills I would also not underestimate I know that this gets drilled into us but like uh InDesign Photoshop Adobe like every job pretty much it's just great to have those skills so like if you've got the opportunity to do workshops in Adobe or do workshops with photography or filmmaking, just get those skills. You never know when when you might look at a job and it needs Adobe skills and you're like, well, no brainer, I've got it. And I think that's what I'm hearing from, from you all. You all have that thirst for knowledge. Even you, Clara, you were talking about, you know, you were doing that project management course, you know, via LinkedIn and um, Al, you've been dipping in photography and you've been learning the technical skills around CRM. So you're, even though you've finished, you know, your your studies and you're continually updating your, your, your skill set so you're relevant and, you know, add impact to, to the industry. Yeah, and it's also really fun to keep learning. Like, um, I think when it was in lockdown, my friend was doing a master's and I was like you know what the pub's not open why don't I do one as well <laughs> it's just really nice to stay interested and stay keep learning um so following on from that so um sort of building skill sets things like that another thing that we tell people to do is and we've already touched on it is network um what is the best way to network at the moment as it seems to be one of the main things to do in this new digital landscape something I would advise and what I did was I spent a lot of time at all the different universities so I spent time at LCF but I used the library at LCC I used the library at CSM I spent time in Camberwell and that was fantastic in like building a network making friends making use of the libraries and kind of like just people watching and looking at the different different cultures and what people are wearing, what are people reading, what are people studying. It's just making the most of, of the university. LCF is fantastic and fantastic also because it's part of UAL and, you know, make the most of that. Like you have access to CSM, like that's a fantastic building, like go there, use all the facilities that are available to you. It's a brilliant piece of advice. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Well, I find network networking exhausting. Like, I, I don't find it fun. I find it really contrived. <laughs> I, I, I actually, if it's if somebody calls it a network event, like I will not go because it just gives me fear. So I would suggest <laughs> um, trying to trying to like network by default go to things that would be interesting to, for you like you know for me it's about you know sustainable fashion and stuff so I kind of I'm always like looking at events that I'm really interested in and then kind of you meet people that are, are interested in the same thing and then you start chatting and then it doesn't feel like networking it feels like you're actually just mate like meeting a mate and then actually you you forge better relationships that way I think other than it's just been like really transactional and I agree um, I went to a party the other day with like someone who actually went to LCF but she lives in Liverpool now and there was so many people there that were just like it wasn't like a networking party it was just their birthday party but like just attending that I met with so many like creatives they were all there and like so just turning up to things and going to social events and speaking to people and that's why it's important to like get your confidence up and talking about yourself and I think that's important and I also think Instagram and like social media is a really important tool these days as well because when I came back to Liverpool, 
obviously I have my job but I do like to like do my own work as well and I just messaged a few people and started working with a few people here and just like keeping in contact through Instagram obviously in the middle of a pandemic was so important and then obviously when things started open up we met in person and we worked together so yeah using social media just like I always just reply to people's stories or message people like just don't it's not like just don't think it's weird to just message someone out the blue and say oh I like your work I want to work with you because the most of the time you're going to get a nice reply from them so just um, be confident in yourself. Oh I love that yeah you're so right it's there like we were saying before people just want to work with nice people and if you vibe with someone you can't really put a price on that. I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure to listen to everybody's stories today Jade, Elle, Clara, it's been fabulous to listen to sort of life after LCF and, and realise that there is life after LCF. And you've, you've given us all, it, me included, some really insightful pieces of advice. It's been an absolute pleasure. It really, really has. And um, we were thinking of organising actually a, a networking event for our alumni. But I've realised now we just need a big party. Um. <laughs> no networking event. Just, yeah. Yeah. I love that back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, big thank you. It's been brilliant. It really, really has. Thank you as always. Thank you.